It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Thunder, we're going to talk about the MVP race. I'll give you the three guys I would vote for right now. I'm going to do it like my Heisman vote. Heisman, they give you three. So I will give you my top three candidates. Does Paul George make it into that top three? Why I think we can put to bed LeBron ever being the MVP this year and how I think it's really going to sway back and forth over the next few months as uh, certain guys continue to put on a show and certain teams continue to exceed expectations and where does that leave Paul George ultimately in the conversation also in segment number one and actually we're going to start with this so a little bit of reverse order here what is going through Andre Robertson's mind right now kind of came out yesterday that Andre's still a ways away from coming back and playing with the Oklahoma City Thunder the Thunder could actually apply for a waiver to get them another uh get them another player because they're over the cap but it doesn't look like the Thunder's going to do that. They're still hoping that Andre Robertson is going to come back. But where does that leave him mentally in this entire process, especially when you see Terrence Ferguson doing what he's doing, Hamadou Diallo doing what he's doing, what conversations are the Thunder having right now? And we're going to go back into the archives. I'm going to pull the audio from Media Day this year and let you listen to Andre Robertson talk about the rehab process and what he's been going through. And we'll discuss some of the things that Andre said in his exit interview and the follow-up interview that he had when when he was hurt. Um, Andre's a big topic right now. In segment number two, Dennis Schroeder gets to go back to Atlanta. Why athletes have it so much better than us from a business standpoint And it's not just being a millionaire. They get to do things we would love to do as normal people, but most of us don't get that opportunity. I'll tell you what that is. And then finally, 
We will wrap things up today here on the uh, Locked on Thunder podcast. Giving some praise to some Brooklyn Nets fans who did something really cool last night. And um, they did it to Kyrie Irving and why I love what they did. And I will try and put a Thunder spin on it. I will try to think of somebody the Thunder could do this to. Although it seems like the Thunder's in pretty good shape. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Also, News Radio 1000 KTOK. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast by going to LockedOnPodcast.com or Apple iTunes. And the easiest way to listen to Locked On Thunder or any podcast in the Locked On Podcast Network is just saying, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder Podcast. And there it is, right before your ears in stereo. Andre Robertson. Yesterday, it came out that he's not going to be back for a while and the Thunder aren't going to apply apply for the exception that would allow them to get another player even though they are over the salary cap. They are still banking that Andre Robertson is going to come back. And to an extent, they're banking that Andre Robertson is going to come back and give them some much-needed help for the postseason on the defensive end. That's all this comes down to. Or they are banking on the fact that Andre could come back And they really like Terrence Ferguson and they really like Hamadou Diallo and they just want to show teams that Andre is good and healthy and if you've been coveting a defensive stopper, well, here's your opportunity to get him because we like where we are at the two guards. So let's start talking about trading for Andre Robertson once the season comes over. That's it. Those are the only two reasons that Andre's coming back. But where does this leave him mentally? Because I remember... And I'm thinking back to the first interview that Andre did, and it was in March last year after he'd gotten hurt at Detroit and he hadn't been made available to the media in a long time. And Andre was talking about how he just, he wasn't involved as much and how difficult that was not being involved in the day-to-day operations with practice because you're rehabbing but you're not going through the same drills that everybody else is. You're on the sidelines, you're cheering your team on, but you're not really involved in the game. And I've talked to professional athletes who have gone through this before, where you've been out an entire season, you've been rehabbing, the season has moved on without you, and and when you come back, there's a lot of awkwardness in that locker room because, yeah, you're here, But it's almost like you were that friend that moved away and you're back on a visit so you're really not up to date with everything going on in everybody else's lives and you don't really understand how much things have changed and you're doing your best to catch up but it's just, it's not the same because you can't have that seamless transition from a social standpoint. And that's where Andre Robertson is right now. The Thunder can talk to him. The Thunder can keep him involved. He can stay in touch with Russ. He can can talk to PG all the time. But it's not as if you're really one of the guys. And that is the hardest thing to adjust to. And the other thing that you've got to adjust to is, one, you got hurt. You had the surgery done. You were probably expecting to be back no later than Christmas. You had to work hard to get back. You suffer a setback mentally, and now it's, well, geez, is this thing ever going to heal? And when Andre Robertson does come back, not just so much even from fitting in from an offensive standpoint or fitting in from a team standpoint, mentally, 
is he going to feel like he can run and jump and put the pressure on that knee that he needs to in order to be a successful professional athlete? How long is it going to be mentally for him to really come around? The good thing for Andre Robertson is, as much as a difference maker as he is for Oklahoma City, he's not the cog in the engine that makes Oklahoma City go. He's not Paul George. He's not Russell Westbrook. So if he gets cleared to play, and mentally he's just not there and can't step on the court, then fans aren't going to care as much. They're not going to beat him up the way that Chicago fans beat Derrick Rose up when Derrick Rose was cleared to play but just would not come back for the Bulls in the playoffs when they were competing against the Miami Heat. And it pissed Bulls fans off to no end, pissed the media off to no end, put Derrick Rose on the outs in Chicago for a very long time, and really, it bothered Derrick Rose. That's why I was kind of surprised to see Derrick Rose get the reception that he got when he went back to Chicago and and, and tore him up this year with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Andre's not going to have to worry about that. Plus, I also think you're dealing with a fan base that has more concern when guys are hurt than necessarily gets angry when guys are hurt. And if there's a mental block that they have to get over, the Thunder fan base is going to be understanding of that. So Andre can deal with a lot of things. It's just a matter of how much does he really want to come back this year? And that's not an easy question to answer. We can think it's an easy question to answer. He can think it's an easy question to answer. Like right now, Andre Robertson can be looking in the mirror and saying, I want to play this season. And until you get out there and you actually start doing it, you don't know if that's a true statement or not. And let's go back a ways. Let's go back to September of this year. Let's go back to the beginning of training camp and let's listen to Andre Robertson. Here is Andre Robertson audio from training camp this year talking about rehab, talking about injury and the things that he's gone through. We got a lot of pieces, um, you know, that gives us a lot of versatility um, and different styles of play, different styles of play the game of basketball. So uh, it's going to be good. You know, Big Steve on the inside, Netherlands, they kind of back him up. Uh, we'll play alongside him, um, you know, a lot of stretch for guys like Pat, you know, Jeremy. So it's going to be good, you know. Uh, not a strong team this year, in my opinion. Billy's talked about this in the summer, and so is Sam, but um, the need to play faster, not just in speed of play, but speed of thought. What are your thoughts on that philosophy and, and how you all will apply that this season? Uh, I, I actually like it, to be honest. Um, the game basketball is only getting faster. Like I said, it's, the game's changing. It's evolving. Um Smaller bat, small ball, I guess you could say. Um, less bump and bang as it was back in the day. Um, but you know, you got to be able to adjust on the fly, and I think that's what they're talking about. Um, being able to accept things, accept roles, uh, different play thrown at you, or a different adjustment, you know, uh, to an opposing team or maybe within our team. So um, we got we got to be willing to accept that, and you know, uh, be professionals, and you know, adjust on the fly. You uh, said a few weeks ago, Andre, that uh, in San Antonio in a TV interview that you kind of expected maybe December or even maybe Christmas mm-hmm. as the timetable for your return. Uh, are you still consistent with that, or are you hopeful now maybe that it might be a little quicker? Um, I, I'm not really putting a specific date on anything. Um, I just said around December is, you know, is for me there's a return to basketball and there's a – return to performance 
um, being back to my elite self on the defensive end um, and me just being clear to play basketball. It's two different things. Um, um, and it's going to be a process to kind of get back to where I was, um, just me being comfortable with my leg again and me getting back into the rhythm of basketball sitting out so long. So um, there's a lot of variables that go into it, and I, that's why I kind of said December in, in my eyes. Um, I'll probably be clear before then for basketball. It's just the transition uh, to me getting back to that elite status again. So um, it's, it's going to be good. I'm enjoying every bit of it. It's challenging, but it's helping me grow. So um, I love it. You're enjoying rehab? It's a nightmare, right? It's a nightmare, but I enjoy it. You got you to gotta love it. Um, there's ups and downs in everything, everything we do in life. Or do so. you enjoy it now because you can kind of see the finish line maybe? There's days I dreaded it, but, you know, I've, I've come to peace with myself now that, you know, I accept what is and, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and, you know, you got to twist it in your favor to make it a positive light, you know. So um, that's what I've done along the way um, to help me accept it a little better. So I've definitely enjoyed it. It helped me grow and helped me become a better person and a better man, better basketball player. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Dre, with the year away from basketball, like you said, have you done anything away from the gym or away from the court to kind of keep your morale up or keep your spirits up? Uh, that's that was probably the biggest battle. Um, just question, a lot of questioning um, myself. But um, you know, I've did a lot of did some traveling here and there, um, trying to go to places I've never been before. Uh, I went to Hawaii, never been to Hawaii. I went to Spain. Then I went to Alex's wedding. Um, went a quick trip to Mexico. Just little trips here and there to kind of like, you know, relieve myself of, you know, pressures I put on myself, I guess you could say. And just, you know, the everyday grind of rehab. And it's just kind of a little getaway and a refresher, um, you know, to keep building. So, uh, you know, like you said, it wasn't fun, but I come to a point where, you know, I'm at peace with myself and uh, just grinding it out every day. So that's good. Back here, um, um, Paul George credited you um, and your relationship with him as one of the reasons he came back. Uh, were you, did you reach out to him this summer and recruit him, or what kind of role did you play in that? Uh, I mean, we have an off-the-court relationship, um, and I think he kind of understands how I – Feel about him as well, um, and I think he believe. Uh, I think he knows that I wanted him back, um, but I necessarily didn't reach out to him or try to recruit him in any way. Um, I think we both know where we stand on that. Like he, he knows I want him here, obviously, but one side of him, and you know, vice versa. So, um, you know, he's a great guy nonetheless. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy and pleased that he stayed for sure. Uh, I think every I can say that for every Oklahoman. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Andre. Thank you. And as arrogant as athletes are, and I use this in, in sort of a, a loose sense of the term because I think if you are an athlete, a professional athlete, you need to be arrogant to some extent. You need to think that the, if you're playing behind somebody, you need to think that you're better than them in order to go out and compete at your best level. You need to, to prove every day. You, you need to find competition every day to prove that you're better than whatever you're going against. But even as arrogant as they are, that can be chipped away by watching guys perform at a high level, watching guys mesh with the team. And I do wonder when Andre Robertson sees Terrence Ferguson have nights that he has and sees Hamadou Diallo doing what he's doing, 
if there is that overall sense of wondering, do I still fit in with this? Am I a guy that this team still needs? Am I a guy that this team still wants? And if that's not a hump that he can get over mentally, then it's going to make it very difficult for him to really fit in with this team over the over the next few weeks. And I say all this, man, and I feel bad for Andre Robertson. Like saying all the all this in in, in a sense, I want to scrape away what is the commodity that Andre Robertson is, because a lot of times it's all I think of athletes are. And not just for me, but I think that's what we look at athletes are, is they are a commodity. They are there for our entertainment. They are there for our amusement. If they are not giving us what we want at any particular time, then we're okay with getting rid of them. And I've been that way with Andre Robertson. I have told you several times, I am more than fine with trading him now because of the development of the two guys that I just mentioned. But that being said, he's a human. And this is a very difficult time for him to go through because his life is changing. It's been one way for so long. Something tragic happened, and now you've got to figure out what is next. And that is not always the easiest thing to do when when you're in his position. And I just, I, I look at him, and I think, man, this dude is, he's still got something to give. He, he's still got something that he needs to go out and prove. And whether it's here in Oklahoma City or whether it's with some other team, I don't know how you can't root for Andre Robertson to get that opportunity. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, uh, we're going to change it up a little bit because I went long on Andre Robertson. And at least you get to hear that audio. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the MVP race. And where does Paul George fit in? And who are my top three MVP candidates right now? Well, I'll tell you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The easiest way to listen to Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners, if you don't mind me bringing that up, is just this. Go to your smart speaker and say, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast. Alexa, play Locked On Sooners Podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder Podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners Podcast. There's also LockedOnPodcast.com, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, so many different ways to get the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, it is your team every day. Let's talk about the MVP race last night because after last night, my MVP in this order, okay, and I'm only going to give you three. I mean, I could go five, um, but five, I, look, I would have to put PG in the top five because I feel obligated to put PG in the top five because I cover the guy. And that's not, and honestly, that's not a good enough reason to be voting for him in the top five. But if I were to go top three right now, my top three candidates for MVP, James Harden would be one, Giannis would be two, and I think Nokic would be three. 
And the reason I have Jokic and uh, Giannis so high is because you're looking at teams that are exceeding expectations in, in, in both those cases. It's just no one expected the Nuggets to be number one in the West. And heck, they may be the number one seed when all is said and done. Doesn't mean that they make it to the Western Conference Finals. Certainly doesn't mean that they make it to the NBA Finals. And I would still tell you in a seven-game series, I would take Golden State over Denver, but this is a regular season award. Remember that, regular season award. And when your team exceeds expectations and you're the main reason, that is so hard to ignore. So that puts so take even the stats away for as amazing as as Giannis and Nokic have been. What has really happened in this situation is you've got teams that have performed better. I didn't think that the Bucks were going to be that good. They're great, and I would love to see the Bucks in the NBA Finals. Then you've got the Denver Nuggets. And so that it. So they've got to be in there. James Harden's number one right now because how do I ignore 17 straight games of 30 plus points? And I used to worry about this for a second. I there there would have been a day I would actually worried about James Harden doing what he's doing because if it was Russ, <laughs> if it was Russ in the pips right now, I'd be worried about Russ trying to just match James Harden game for game. But because it's not and you've got Paul George, and Russ seems to be more concentrating on Oklahoma City getting to the Western Conference Finals and being a good basketball team, I don't don't even worry about that anymore. But after those guys, then things start getting real convoluted because there's arguments to be made for Anthony Davis. And if you wanted to put any of these guys number one on your list, I wouldn't have a hard time with it. Like, for me... This is not a cut-and-dry argument. And anybody that tries to get into a cut-and-dry argument over who the MVP is, you're nuts. Because there's an argument to be made for Anthony Davis. There's an argument to be made for Paul George, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. I didn't even put Kawhi Leonard in my top three, and I feel guilty about that. But what ultimately, when it comes down to Paul George, and we want to be MVP PG all the time, right? Hey, that's that's the hill that's the flag we are putting up on this hill MVP PG she's going to be very difficult for him to win because what's going to happen is even though the Thunder may end up third in the Western Conference which is higher than some people thought and there were some people okay just person Isaiah Thomas who thought the Thunder might not even make the playoffs and even though PG is having the best year of his career there are so many other spectacular stories out there that you can't ignore that, yeah, I do believe he's going to end up number one on some ballots. It wouldn't shock me at all if he ended up number one on some ballots. But I just, you're in a year where nobody's going to clear-cut win it. And as of now, you can, as of now, and this is a very key point to remember, as of now, LeBron James has no chance in hell of winning the MVP unless, unless LeBron James comes back from his injury and then just, completely wipes the floor with everybody else, which, I mean, come on, let's not put it past LeBron to do that. But there's going to be so many guys in the argument night after night. Consistency is going to be a huge thing. Can you? And PG certainly has consistency. PG's got the numbers. He's got his team where they need to be. And I still don't know if it's going to be enough. 
And you're going to have people that say Steph Curry was the best player in the NBA this year and they're going to be able to make an argument for it and trying to knock him off that perch just isn't going to happen because the argument will be rock solid. It can be the same, same thing for Durant. So you're looking at a very convoluted, very close MVP race right now, which, hey, is a lot of fun because I can't remember the last time we had an MVP race where you could throw this many names out and go, okay, yeah, I can see your point. Where if, if you're sitting at a bar talking about this with your friend, it's not getting into a heated debate where it's one guy versus the other. It's everybody's got a different guy. So maybe that's what we do, a fan forum on who's the MVP. I, I, like a debate class, I assign you a player and now you've got to make an argument for him on why they're the MVP. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear the Oklahoma City Thunder fan who gets Kevin Durant. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. All right, so again, we're changing pace because I went a little long there to talk about Dennis Schroeder. And Dennis Schroeder goes back to Atlanta tonight. He won't get the reception that Tony Parker did. But why athletes have it better than us? And what Brooklyn Nets fans did that I absolutely love last night. We'll talk about all that on the Locked On Thunder podcast. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for listening. Just go to your smart speaker anytime you want to hear any podcast from the Locked on Podcast Network. Be it Locked on Thunder, Locked on Sooners, Locked on LSU, Locked on Bama, Locked on Patriots, Locked on Chiefs. It's all right there. Just say Google or hey Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast. Alexa, play Locked on Sooners podcast. And it's there via your smart speaker. The Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Congratulations to Dennis Schroeder on getting going back to Atlanta tonight. The reason I say congratulations is because Dennis Schroeder is in a position we would all love to be in. There's a girlfriend. There's a boyfriend. There is a boss. There is somebody in your life that didn't value you the way you wanted them to value you. And as a person, we all want that opportunity to show the other person, company, entity, whatever, that you should have appreciated us a hell of a lot more than what you did. You should have used our skill set to your advantage. And, I mean, come on, let's think about it. If some girl dumps you, there is nothing better than walking by with a hotter, better, nicer girl to show her, hey, look what I did when when you weren't around. 
Um, I don't really have to worry about that. I've been dating the same girl since high school, so it's just it's not a thing. I've been married to her now for 20-plus years, and I don't have that, but I do have that boss thing. And I've got a couple of bosses in mind that I really want to show, hey, I think you screwed up. And I wouldn't be human if I didn't have that. As much as I want to let things go, I'm still going to have that little thing in my, in my life that makes me want to say, dude, you screwed up. You had me and all this could have been done, but you didn't use me the proper way. Well, Dennis Schroeder gets that opportunity tonight against Atlanta, and I expect him to fully go off. And Schroeder, a little worried about when he said that he let the thunder down because I really don't feel like he's let the thunder down. I just think he went through a bad spot. Look, feel however you want to feel, Dennis. Can't tell you how, how to feel, how not to feel. But tonight, you better be mentally prepared, and I want Dennis to go off. I want him to have one of, if not the best games of his life. Obviously, you want the Thunder to win, but there's nothing better than than watching someone be able to go in front of the old crowd or the old, old team and say, how you like me now? That's what I want out of Dennis Schroeder tonight, and whether he gets that or not, um, I know he's not going to get the reception that Tony Parker got last night in San Antonio, where they busted out the video for him, and it was teary, and it was very emotional, and oh, Tony Parker. <laughs> Still can't stand Tony Parker, and yes, it has to do with the fact that he married Ava Longoria, and I'll never let that go again. I don't let things go. It's not a very it's not a very um, good characteristic of mine, to be honest, but... For for Schroeder to have that opportunity, we would love to be in his shoes. And, and this makes this makes a guy like him easy to root for in this moment because it's something we can all identify with. And I think that's the biggest thing that we have a problem with athletes now is that we want to identify with them, but on so many different levels, we can't. We can't identify with their size. We can't identify with their their pocketbooks and their lifestyles. We can't identify with that athletic ability because we were never that good. But there comes these rare moments where we can put them on the same level as we are. And Dennis Schroeder is on that same level now. And tonight, I'm going to be all in on Dennis Schroeder. Just like last night, I'm all in on Brooklyn Nets fans yelling at the Celtics. Kyrie's leaving. I thought that was fantastic. Again, Nets suck. (laughs) <laughs> and when you get a fan base that sucks, but yet they still care enough to muster up a little bit of needling for the competition, that is awesome. Um, congratulations to you, Nets fans, for finding that in you. And yeah, there is part of me that hopes Kyrie leaves. I don't like. I don't innately hate the Celtics. I really don't have anything against the Celtics or Kyrie, and I kind of like him there, but... After the Nets fans did what they did last night, I really do hope he leaves, and I really do hope he goes to Brooklyn, just because it'd be a lot of fun for to, to just keep retrudging that over and over again every time those teams meet. But the last time that the, the, the Nets got some people from the Celtics, it didn't go so well. So just remember, Nets fans, eh, be careful what you ask for. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about, uh, well, what else? The game with Atlanta, where the Thunder are right now. Um, We'll still, I think there's a lot of branches on this Andre Robertson tree that we haven't really got to yet. And I'll do my best to uh, dig those up. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody. May God bless you and your family. And of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.